Sorry. Boom. Let's hit that record and let's start. We got the midnight bullet, baby. Sweet. All right. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. And today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Midnight Bullet. And they are in working on a new album called Hostile Resistance. They've got a new single out called Hostile Resistance. And right now I'm being joined by Thomas to share some more information about this re- upcoming release, the single that's been released, and then also as well, we're going to chat about a track called Angel of Babylon that will be released in March. This episode will more than likely air in March, so we're just we're just scooching a boochin. So, Thomas, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure talking with you again. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned chatting with me again, which is true, because you guys were on the show at this point just about what, two years ago? A couple of years ago, yeah. That's about right. Okay. Let's update. What's happened in the last two years? Okay, so uh, we released uh, Into the Fire album, which was uh, 2019, and, and since that, uh, of course, last year we all know what happened you know, with this global pandemic, so it's been a, a bit of bummer for all the bands and uh and for the gigs and and so on so but again now we we did have a pretty good time to write new material so we have a lot of good songs and finding a new way of inspiration again uh, a lot of stuff going on like a uh, writing uh a part of this with this band so uh we'll see how this year goes and uh, we're in the studio working with new songs. And uh, of course, we did some gigs uh, when we did uh, when we released uh, Into the Fire album. So, but so far, gigs are banned, as we know. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm taking a look at a lot of things right now. I'm taking a look at uh, the episode number was 406. So, for anybody out there who wants to check out. The interview that we did last go is June 22nd, 2019, episode 406. Uh, so you can go to the rockmetalpodcast.ca. You can type in Midnight Bullet. It should pop up. Uh, if you're listening on like Spotify or something, it should pop up there too, but it will be guaranteed to pop up for sure uh, mm-hmm. on the website. Now, you also mentioned the <laughs> studio, and it appears as though you guys are in a studio in this music video for Hostile Resistance. Um, but at the same time, I'm taking a look at the candelabra that's over on the wall, and it looks a lot like that candelabra right there. So are you actually in the studio right now? That's right. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is our studio where I'm talking right now. <laughs> okay, so you guys have a personal studio? Yeah, yeah, we have. A, this is kind of our rehearsal place, and... This is where the magic happens. <laughs> wow. We've recorded all our albums here, actually. And so this is a pretty good place. Mm-hmm. Okay. In our hometown. Mm-hmm. Takes a lot of, you know, this is, uh, I think this is a very good place to have because it takes a lot of about the stress and, uh, you know, the hurry, you know, the element away from the recording or, uh, you know, when, when we come here, it feels like a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, it probably explains why, because even though you're chatting on, you know, your earbuds, like, I'm not hearing mm-hmm. any any room echo. It sounds, you know, like, ironically, you're in a control room. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you 
That's true, right? Yeah, we have a lot of. Uh, it's it's not exactly the foam, but we have like a uh, all kind of stuff on the walls that surrounds the sound. So whatever we're recording here, so we can uh, play drums or especially the vocals or or whatever. So the echo, this room doesn't have any echoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, is this you playing the the Gibson Explorer in the music video? Yeah. That's me. That's my guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take us through the signal chain because I was actually curious when I was watching this because I see you know some amps in the background. Are you mm-hmm. like mic'd up behind you tracking guitars? Uh, no, actually, uh, I'm using a camper. So that's a, like a. Uh, I'm not quite sure how you say it in <laughs> in English, but but I don't know if you're familiar with that with that amp, but it's a kind of simulating the amp sound already. So nowadays, of course, when we have a lot of uh, uh, the t- technical part is so developed nowadays, so it's much easier. Well, uh, I guess it's a wrong way to say it. it's easier to do <laughs> good sounding records, but but uh, but it definitely helps you to get there sound wise when it, when we because we have so good equipments nowadays. Mm-hmm. I looked up how to say it in Finnish because it's a profiler. Um, yeah, profiler. Yeah, profiloya. Uh, pretty much, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, something like that. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So, anybody listening in who's curious, you just look up Kemper. I think it's Kemper amps or Kemper profiler. Um, mm. But different than a simulator, different than an emulator, it actually sucks the soul out of your entire signal chain. So when mm. you're when you're playing with it, you're not playing with a simulation of an amp and a simulation of a cabinet and a simulation of a microphone. You're actually mm. playing through uh, a copy, a digital copy of that entire signal chain. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is cool. Now, I'm curious, if you don't mind sharing, what is that signal chain that you're playing through in the Kemper? Is it one, uh, that, you, one that you made, like with some of the amps there? Uh, yeah, well, it's a, it's a custom made. Well, basically, the, the basic is um, uh, EVH, so Eddie Van Halen 5150 cabinet. And then also I'm using... Uh, uh, another profiler, which is the kind of the mix-up, uh, and I'm using actually when I do records, when I'm rec- uh, tracking the uh, the songs, I'm using two guitars, so that <laughs> there is a quite of uh, guitar wall on the songs. <laughs> so I'm using a Gibson and a LTD, and then I have uh, this uh, Kemper. I'm using the EVH. Uh, prof- profile and then I also have PV, the, like the classic 5150 mm-hmm. profile. Okay, we got a 5150 and a 5153. Mm. How do you feel that they are, I mean obviously they're different, but one's made by Fender, the other one's made by PV. Um, I've chatted with PV about the 5150 and the 6505 in previous years. I know a lot of people feel that they're different amps. PV says they're the exact mm. same. Uh, how do you feel tonally the differences are between, say, a 5150 and the 5153? Well, I, I like to use the 5153 because 
uh, it has more like a body and more like a uh, low frequencies. Mm-hmm. And then I'm using the bringing up the clarity from the 5150. Yeah, that's the way I'm using it. I'm not quite sure if that's right and how the people normally use it, but that's the way I use it. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, another way I've heard of it is 5153 for that low end body, that more lower mid range body. And then mm-hmm. something else that has a lot of mid range, like an angle or a Bogner, you know, something yeah. has that tighter uh, mid range focus to help create a more complete guitar sound. For sure. Because uh, yeah, I saw the Laney and I was really excited that you guys, you you have a Laney in there. Maybe the Laney's on the album, but now I'm very disappointed. I'm so sad. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. Actually, in this uh, room and in in this studio, there are quite many bands using this, you know, this studio. So that's not our gear. <laughs> okay, that's uh, actually that Laney is our. Uh, uh, previous bass players guitar amps so that tipi nokelainen which who is uh our drummer's big brother who is not currently playing anymore with us so that's laney's <laughs> his okay. amps okay uh sweet and I, I mean i'm just curious because you guys have the the studio footage uh recording the drums uh obviously a really good sound the room seems to be you know fairly treated you guys have the front head off of the kick drum a few paddings in there i guess if you take us through more of the record like how did you guys track uh bass drums vocals did you guys kind of do it together and then do overdubs did you do it individually Mm -hmm. well basically uh i think we did a little different way this time this this these songs and even this album we're working a little bit different so uh basically where we start is that uh, Lauri uh, is a pretty good <laughs> to write riffs. Uh, he's very talented with that. So he he kind kind of basically uh, hits me up with some idea, and uh, then I start record some kind of demo. And um, uh, now I just did some kind of um, um, like a drum machine drums uh, first of first and then i started to record like a guitars and uh, may to build it up a little bit and uh after that when i when i'm finished with the first demo then then we come in the studio and then we start to record the drums so kind of basically uh the there are pretty much stuff already recorded when we start to record the drums nowadays yeah and uh after that, when we when we finish the drums, then we start to uh, record the bass, and then I might add some rhythm guitar parts, and uh, then I I do the vocals, and uh, pretty much Lauri does the solos at mm. last. Mm-hmm. He finishes, wraps up the song. Uh, the song, yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. And then it looks like there's some live footage in here as well. When would that would have been done? Uh, that was after the uh, Into the Fire album release. Okay, so then these tracks, uh, have they been around for a while, these new tracks? Uh, actually, no. We finished those tracks uh, around 
uh, New Year's Eve. Okay. A Christmas holidays. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they haven't been around quite. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dun, 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 dun. Oh man. Okay, now my next question then is okay, so Angel of Babylon. Hmm? Is there a concept to the album? The only reason I ask is because usually whenever bands write songs about angels or Babylon or angels of Babylon, I don't know. Hmm. Usually a concept some some kind and they're I don't know, Babylon as far as I know didn't have any hostile resistance. They just left the door unlocked and then that was the end of it. Um but hmm. <laughs> Now they're just a pile of sand somewhere. Uh, mm. But how is there a concept to the album, or what? What is the Angel of Babylon? Well, yeah, they're basically. Uh, I'm not quite sure how to start to <laughs> uh, to to explain this, but um, uh, but Angel of Babylon is uh, uh, it's about a metaphor uh, uh, about. Well, first of all, it means the inner battle of yours when you're having inner battles with yourself, and also there there is a meaning of Western decadence, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there are there are two ways to look at it, the song, and the concept of the album, which is the with the hostile resistance and angel of Babylon, is that. Uh, kind of the polarization of the world at the moment that we are having conflicts all around the world world and people who are uh fighting they want to keep the control of the power and they're they're not willing to give up the power i wouldn't say that <laughs> I, I don't want to name any any presidents or but <laughs> whatsoever but but uh but like a politics and all that kind of stuff People mm-hmm. when they when they have that power they they don't want to give it up. No. So that's kind of the basic idea of the album and those songs. Okay, so <clears throat> I guess the question then is, uh, if 2020 hadn't happened, would we have a different album in our hands? Mm, that's a good question, actually. Uh, I think that we are very fortunate in a way that we have a regular regular day jobs and that kind of well there are pros and cons with that obviously sometimes it's a good thing that we're we're not uh so you know that the money side we can we can support our family and our service it's it doesn't come all from the music but of course um when how to say? I'm not quite sure how to say it, but but like I mean that uh, we did find a new way of inspiration. That we had a last album into the fire. We had a like a more dynamic songs, and we had a like a ballads and or whatever. But now this album, there is a raw energy and more. This is a lot more energetic album coming out. So I think there is a pretty good chance this would be. Uh, this simul- uh, this kind of album, what is coming out, even if we didn't have like a 2020, mm. because we d- we don't. I was trying to say previously that we don't need to force our music to be anything else than what comes out naturally in any way. That was 
something I was trying to say. So okay. there is a pretty good chance that this album would have happened like like it is at the moment. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, you mentioned uh, a few things there. How is life in Finland these days, and is it getting better uh, with regard to you know everything that's happened? Uh, small steps, small steps. Uh, um, it's hard to say at the moment because nobody really doesn't know how things are gonna go and turn. So, like uh, in Finland, we still have like a festivals coming in summer, but nobody knows if we can really have those festivals at the moment. So, small steps, but uh, we'll see. Okay. Very, very cool stuff. Hopefully you guys will be able to do some things coming up here. Um, cool. Is there any anything else you wanted to chat about, Thomas, before we sign off today? I, I believe that exhausts all of my questions. Okay. Well, uh, I'm not quite sure. How, how is your, how you're doing? What is going on in, <laughs> in your... Where I, where I am, yeah, that's a yeah. Well, well. I mean, we finally had winter, which was nice. So mm-hmm. uh, this whole winter, it was just hovering around zero Celsius, and we did have some snow, but it just I don't know, didn't feel very wintry for for here. So finally, we had our minus forty Celsius. Uh, we had that for most of February, a vortex, and uh, I was actually just looking up. Looks like we're about the same right now in Finland. Uh, in Helsinki, anyway, it's at minus 16 Celsius, so it's currently minus 13 mm-hmm. here. Um, yeah. Of course, it's dark in Finland. It's nighttime. It's like 8 o'clock there for you. Uh, yeah. yeah. But sun is obviously out now for me, and uh, it's getting sunnier, and I have a feeling it's going to be a very nice summer. So. Okay. Let's hope so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we Where I am, we are opening up the economy dreadfully. And there's a lot of concern about that, but that's what, uh, speaking of politicians, that's what the politicians Mm. want to do here where I live. Mm. Uh, people with education are saying that that is probably not a good idea. Mm. Uh, but why should we listen to people who went to school, Thomas? Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Why should we listen to people who went to school, Thomas? (laughs) <laughs> why should we listen to people who go to school? <laughs> yeah, why, why, why even have experts? You know, why should we listen to experts? Mm. Um, but anyway, mm. yeah, no, I think I think we'll be okay for the most part. We're we're cruising. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Do you have a festivals around your area coming in in the summertime? Not that I'm aware of. We we usually do, uh, but I mm. don't I don't know what's happening with those festivals right now i imagine that they will not be happening okay yeah there that's true there are some that happen earlier and there are some that happen later maybe Mm. the ones that happen later in like september uh Mm. you know they might be happening but there's uh some uh around here that start happening here like march april that probably won't be happening Mm. yeah actually what comes to Publishing the music, uh, there are there are two kind of ways to look at it. Some people say that you know there is no reason to publish the music because you can't go to play gigs in any way. And so, but I personally think that 
this is actually a pretty good time to release music because there aren't those gigs and maybe people want to hear some pe people have more time to listen to uh, new music and uh, new releases so I kind of understand that why bands doesn't want to release you know new music because you can't go to play gigs mm -hmm. and that's and unfortunately that's pretty much the where the co money comes from nowadays from the gigs uh, i don't know if it if that's a <laughs> fortunate unfortunate but because uh, live gigs is why we we are doing this because it's it's the most you know it's uh, pretty awesome to play live gigs mm -hmm. i would say mm -hmm. but I, but but again like i say I said that um uh, I I think it's pretty neat to, pretty cool to release new music now when people are spending time in their home and maybe people want to hear new music, have a little, you know, lights of enjoy in their lives. Mm -hmm. A little midnight bullet. <laughs> like, like us, yeah. That's right. Beautiful. Okay, well, that concludes all of my questions, Thomas. So, wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock and Roll Podcast today. Thanks for having me. Thanks again. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs>